I'm Kelly. And I'm Steve. And this is Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After Season 7 Episode 13 Can't Fight This Feeling. How about some positive? Some tears of joy? Is it joy or sorrow? Or is it a mixture of both? Both. We have been here. We've been in this situation. I would hope that I brought more to the table than Usman. I'm not quite (laughs) the rapper that he is. But you Uh, did cry for me at the airport. Yeah, and I hope I brought more to the table also since I wasn't (laughs) in my 50s at the time. Well, there's more to it than that. (laughs) I mean, look, this relationship is an odd one to begin with. But I'm so happy for them at the same time. They... Because it seems genuine. The journey is different. And you would not have pictured this... No. ...a year ago. No. ...when we first met them. No, we were like, get these people and their yammies off the television. (laughs) It's more than just the yammy. Although, look, let's get to a point where... uh, We're going to get maybe a little personal right off the bat. But planned yammy interaction. (laughs) We have been... Married for 28 years. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's ever been a time no. where it was... Like scheduled? Yes. No. Like it is time to perform. It is... It's our designated day. Yammy time. <laughs> right. No. Maybe it happens and there's a... You just kind of know. Yeah. But there's not like... Or you go, hey now. <laughs> yes. It is hey now. But You're it's still... mighty good in that little outfit. <laughs> it's still not a let's go to the room and yammy. No. Or we have to christen this new bed. Or I like this room. Let's go do it. Maybe if you were, uh, I guess, leaving and going away and you, she wanted to do it at some point in the bed, but wouldn't that probably then have happened on its own? You would hope. If to have a discussion that yeah. it's yeah, And on time. television. Well, I get it. Boot. Maybe it's more because of the television and less because it was actually a scheduled time for Yammy. <laughs> They did talk about that quite a bit. They did. How about him? I mean, this was twice. Her reaction when he went down on a knee and proposed. That was so sweet. With a ring, I'm assuming, was purchased by production and <laughs> given to him. A real diamond, he said. A real diamond <laughs> ring. <laughs> so I don't... I'm just, As opposed uh, to a not real diamond ring. I don't know. It's hard to see him like this because it's not a way that we have seen him previously. Right. Or even close to this. He seems to have changed. Yeah, I wanted to, although I refused to go back and watch the BGL stuff, to see how this happened with her and what he was like. I wish I had more time or the desire to actually check. But I'm going with this is different. Uh Uh-huh. He seems really genuine. Like there is something between them. Yes. In the preview about adopting versus getting another wife, I thought was... That really was jaw-dropping for me. I don't think Kimberly wants a part of this. But that, but she should be so moved by his even suggestion of such a thing. Mm. Because that ultimately proves beyond any doubt that what he wants is her, not another woman. Wants a child. He wants her. He wants a child and not another woman. That is really significant. He could just adopt Jamal. (laughs) 
That would be good then. And he's already raised. Yeah, it's job perf- done. It's perfect, and everybody likes him. Uh-huh. He's super hunky, evidently, and he's one of them, according to his mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so is he one of us? That's no good. You can't. You got to get away from that. That's what she said. Yeah. The hanging photo. I couldn't help but see her and them hanging photos. He's using the nub of the hammer, and her suggestion on hanging the tape was tape. That was fun. Let's go get some tape. Ah. <sighs> I, I just rolled my, I literally rolled my eyes and I looked away. I could not watch to see if they were going to tape something. I mean, there's some industrial tapes these days. And I think Scotch or whoever, 3M has made some stuff that you can stick on walls. But do we really think that's ever going to last? No. That stuff doesn't last. It just doesn't. Humidity, you name it. It's just not good. I was surprised. I, I'm still almost in shock of it. I waited for another fight or a bomb to drop. Yeah, I was or... waiting for him to say, well, it's over because polygamy is illegal. So yeah, not, everybody I'm comes not up coming with... to the United States. I mean, this is the thing. You just don't tell them. It's not uh, something recognized here. But there are all sorts of people from there that are here and, and do this. So I can't think of... Um, it being that big of a problem. I think you just wouldn't go on TV, have uh, 14 seasons of a TLC TV show, and take on the Utah government. (laughs) As long as you don't do that, I think you're going to be all right. Or part two, don't go to Waco, get a compound, (laughs) and do this with underage girls. That also will not be. That's the wrong group. That's yes. But this isn't Hussman, so I don't think he's actually going to do You're that. You're thinking of I mean, the uh, it was, Jeffrey's group. That, or Waco was... Um, yeah, that was a religious group. Yeah. Koresh is who that yeah. was. Usman's telling strangers that he's engaged. He's holding her hand. He's, yeah. He's doing all of this stuff that you were just, I think, surprised by. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I guess I'm taken aback by the whole thing. Yeah. And then when he's crying at the airport, I'm assuming there weren't like uh, uh, eye drops or something that they were sticking in there to make them think that he was crying. But it works. So I think that makes their story pretty much done. Yeah. And oddly, one of the few successes in this group. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't have called that back at the beginning of the season. Let's be straight about the title of the show. It is, or at least was when it started, Happily Ever After, question mark. Uh-huh. I I probably haven't spent enough time looking at it. I don't think think it has the question mark designation anymore. It doesn't. But it definitely did at the beginning. Uh Uh-huh. The first ones had that. And they should probably... Put it back. Go back to that. Well, they should because look at the groups. I mean, this is not completely – there's not a lot of happy going on, I think. But I don't know. Happy is boring. You would think unless it's our life, then I don't know. It's not – there's nothing boring about us right now. (laughs) I think to most people what we have going on is probably boring. Our kids would think it's boring. Yeah. Angela would probably think it's boring. Angela is grateful. 
that Michael has come to his senses. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, that he did what she demanded. Yeah, yeah, compliance. Come to his senses. Compliance equals good. Calm, for her, equals obedience. Uh-huh. I think she said that her, their relationship has a lot of ups and downs. Ups are obedience. Downs are freedom. I think is that what it is. He blamed her, or she blamed him. I got it backwards. She blamed him for her coming. Yeah. He made her do it. I guess By it, being bad. It was his bad, bad behavior. She says you cannot. You can't, Kelly. Teach an old dog new tricks. Now, you're what you said about her when she said that statement uh-huh. was not the nicest thing. <laughs> she said it. She did call herself an old dog. And, she, and I agreed with her. <laughs> <laughs> she behaved much better than I thought at the therapist. Well, it's because, yeah, I tell you exactly why. Did, did it dawn on you? I don't know. I. I Sometimes I admit checking out on Angela's. It's because she used it as an opportunity for a confessional to be forgiven on the spot in front of someone else. Oh, yes. Where he didn't have the opportunity to get upset. Sure. And now she doesn't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you. We already went over this. <laughs> this has been gone over right. already. And even the counselor said, well. Put it behind you. Yeah, put it behind you. And she agreed. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, I was not looking forward to this, but now I'm so glad I came. Aren't you, Michael? <laughs> he loses again. Yeah. Marriage counseling. There's no way I'm going to listen to anyone tell me how to treat my man. She was actually pretty decent, so it wasn't too bad. You know, all things considered. The whole car fixing thing. We saw a little bit of old... Nasty Angela about, um, I she said something about getting between her legs. Uh huh. You like can that. open up my legs yeah, or something, something like that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. With her cackle that you talked about. <laughs> I thought shit was over. When they first started that counseling session, I really thought it was over. When Michael's speaking and Angela's talking over and the counselor stops. Says, says you have to talk one at a time and listen. I just, that's when I like oh. held my breath and looked at the camera. She's going to snap. All I could think about is um, they have not found Renee's body yet. <laughs> we do not know where that is. I, she said that Angela had some things that she needed to work on and well, we haven't seen her since. Yeah, I want to know what happened to her. Would she do send her uh, back all by herself? I, I, I'm telling you. She probably chopped her up and put her in the street market or something. It's over. Renee's gone. She tread lightly. Things, bad things are going to happen. The whole Billy thing was, do you think she used, she was using that as an excuse and a reason and an opportunity to get it out there? Yeah. She looked, her eyes went low and down Uh when she started talking about this. And, Obviously, she still has feelings for him. She'd have feelings for anybody who pays attention to her. Don't you think? That she does or doesn't? That that anyone who pays her attention, she'd have feelings for. Probably. 
I mean, look, you saw the way she flirted with Obang, Dr. Obang. Billy pays her some attention, and neither of them would want anything to do with her Mm -hmm. at all. We do have to say that her her transformation from where she was physically to now is different. You saw those pictures of her yeah, with that she initial. Was so big. I had forgotten how large she was. Yeah, so big. She just kept getting bigger. It's got to be just better for her in uh-huh. general, her general health. Yeah, and running after them grandkids. You can imagine smoking and being so overweight, how out of breath she must have been all the time. Mm-hmm. She's probably got to feel a lot better. I'm sure. But her attitude sure isn't better. No. Mm. Still the same person. Michael, for the first time, he says to this about Billy, he says, you are not to Angela. Yeah. You're you not are going not, anywhere. Not, yeah. <laughs> Was waiting for her head to spin right off she her body. Can't. I mean, she legitimately cannot. She's using his illness as the excuse or opportunity to go. But uh, we know that nothing good will happen when no, she goes there. Of course not. I don't think Billy would do anything because it, I'm, I'm assuming at Billy's age and personality, Billy wouldn't have a problem getting 10 Angelas. Mm-hmm. And of those 10 Angelas, maybe at least one of them wouldn't have the personality flaws and that she's got. She could get somebody. So what would Billy even see in Angela? I don't know. Nothing. There's nothing. You can't. She has nothing. Her wildness. Yeah, but that's just out of control. You wouldn't want to go out anywhere with her. Maybe it's cute or funny. It's not even that on the internet. Think of the drama that would be brought into your life. The minute-by-minute, day-to-day drama. Uh The texts, the calls, the messages. It would just be too too much. I can't handle a couple people in the same room without panicking. (laughs) For five minutes. Let alone to get up in the morning and see... I don't twenty missed calls and fifty texts and it it would just wear you down. Bunch of Twitter messages and and videos on TikTok. Yeah, there's no more. We've had not any more the discussion of them actually being in the states. That has kind of died down, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, because fans quickly shot down those bogus. Posts with photos from Africa. We get Ed headed back to Arkansas. That explained a lot to me. We say this because you are family. It's not, we're not, we are not going after Arkansas. But we have personal experience because your family is from Arkansas. Yeah. Or most of the time. Yeah. I mean, your family's really from everywhere. Yeah. But but we all lived in Arkansas for a significant time, a decent amount of time. My parent, both of my parents are buried there, and a brother. That, I guess that should tell you the connection to Arkansas. Yeah. So you're free to speak of Arkansas. There, that fact, is great. There is a a um, cemetery there that is almost entirely my relatives. Mm. <laughs> so 
This is Bentonville that they go to. This is this is it. This is Walmart. This is Walmart. I have to imagine the place Ed grew up is is nowhere like what it now what it was then. It can't be. Walmart coming in there and being all big. When did that happen? I don't know. What do I look like? You're the shopping girl, right? (laughs) Ed is. A few years older than yeah, we are. Yeah, we're not as old as he is. So oh. for that to happen, I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it all started then. I'm trying to think of 80. He would have graduated then probably 85, 86. Mm-hmm. It would have been when that. And he said a big traumatic thing were for him were his parents getting divorced when he was a senior. Yeah, that was kind so of So how funny. involved are you in your parents' As a senior. As a senior, what are you doing? I was pretty involved with my parents. How many jobs did you have? Three. Three. So you weren't that involved with your parents. Well. I mean, they're there. But you're getting on with your life at that point. I I moved out that year. But my dad was six. Maybe for me, uh, when the divorce happened when I was much younger, it's something you have to live with for such a long time. Yeah. If you were headed out of your house anyway, and evidently he went to college, I can't imagine it being a huge impact on your life. Mm-hmm. How much did it really change you? You didn't have the the kid exchange on Friday night and Sunday night as you were going from one parent to the next. You didn't have dad and stepdad Punching each other through, through the car window. Yeah, that, we've told that story. I don't know if we've told it on the 90-day show, but where my dad beat up my stepdad. My dad sitting in a blue Ford Econoline van and beats up my stepdad through the window. No, no. He, he's, he's on the inside. My stepdad's on the outside standing up. My dad beat him up through the window. That's impressive. Like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I didn't think about it at the time because there was a lot of screaming going on. But as I look back at it, I go, well, that was, that's pretty good. Because you got to pull somebody into the window so that you can, it's more like a hockey fight, but with somebody sitting and somebody else standing. Is this relevant to what we're talking well, about? You sure it is. because. I, I think it's the divorce stuff that you go through. And for Ed to play that this was such a big deal, uh-huh. I just don't see it as a 17, 18-year-old. Well, I mean, we don't know what their relationship was and how the relationship was affected after. I mean, you can't really speak for somebody else. I get to do that. You know, I get to do that because this is Ed and it's me. And I know how I was impacted. And I couldn't imagine how big of a deal that would be. But they head back. I can't even imagine this is the same school that they went to. It's some park. If we were recording later. Well, he, he said they got divorced because his dad was hanging out with a party crowd. At and, that age? Yeah, we don't know how old they were. Old enough to have an adult child. Yeah. Well, I could be hanging out with a party crowd. I think that's what I'm going to do now. Our kids are old. Maybe it's time. Um, anybody in the DFW area wants to party with me. Oh my gosh. 
No. What? No. No, I guess not. Anybody wants to come here? Look. We're just learning for the first time how to party with each other yeah. <laughs> in the hot tub. Anybody? Hey, now. <laughs> Anybody wants to come and eat sweet potatoes? Oh, my god! Have I told the sweet potato story? It's silence. You're not even. You didn't even. Don't even chuckle. No. Not, not at all. She is. Liz is nervous about party number two. I would be too. It's a disaster waiting to happen. And it sounds like sister, we meet sister, she seems all right. She seems really nice. Yeah. What Very did you reasonable. think? What did you think about the pearls and the words of wisdom from Ed's brother-in-law? He didn't say anything. He said absolutely nothing the entire I episode. wasn't looking at the screen. I was painting <laughs> at the time. And I didn't even know that there was a brother-in-law yeah, in the I room said, until you told me. I said something at the end. That guy has not spoken yet. And I said, what got me? <laughs> It's him. He's just sitting there. I didn't there. know there was a guy. Yeah. It looked like Ed's sister had a glass of wine and Ed had one. Liz did not. That's better. And it appeared the brother-in-law was drinking out of like some kind of tumbler like it, similar to what my coffee cup was. Mm. She was warning Liz that it's going to be a lot. Maybe everybody in Arkansas just has big families. It's going to be a lot of people. Be a lot. It'll be a mess. She doesn't want Ed to leave her abandoned alone. I can't imagine that. Um, I loved how the sister uh, warned her. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot. It is. <laughs> I was like, wow. Okay. I mean, Liz behaved herself. Mm-hmm. Right? She went. She ate everything. She says. She said, say, what'd she ask her? She said, what do you want? She said, what like want everything for- here. She said, Which do you is- like mashed potatoes? Yeah, but you notice what they had for a vegetable? I wasn't looking. Brussels sprouts. Do not trust anybody who says they like Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts. Nobody likes Brussels Holden sprouts. Holden likes Brussels sprouts. Nobody likes Brussels sprouts. You say this because you don't like I eat them. these things. Right. But, but you I, say that about everything that you don't like. That because you don't saying, like it, no one could like it. If you say you do, you're lying. Yes. This is your standard line. I, As if you're the only person that could judge if something yeah, was good or bad. Could, a Brussels sprout, it like tastes like wood. <sighs> it does not. They do. So then I just think people say they like Brussels sprouts. Tastes like a little ball of boiled cabbage. It's delicious with butter. With wood. It's not delicious. It is. It could be tolerable. It's even great roasted. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't trust anybody who says they like Brussels sprouts. Okay. And I'm adding you to the list. Okay. Vile weed is what it is. So... Ed, it's been a year since he's seen his mom. He, they got to fix this. Yeah, that's messed up. They were really close. But did you see that the sister-in-law said that mom can be a sister. little... Yeah, the sister said that mom can be a little difficult. Mm-hmm. And that she's very set in her ways. That's the first we've heard of this. Uh-huh. No one else other than Ed has come up with this one. Uh-huh. So she I doesn't seem that. very difficult. No, she seems like a sweetheart. And how really tough can she be? But, you know, I was thinking back when that conversation was happening about their trip to Mexico and her trying to set him up with that girl. She said what he needed was a Mexican girl. 
Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then I got to thinking, you know, maybe she does meddle some and expect him to f- do whatever she says. He hadn't dated in decades, I guess. Because that was after uh, Rose, but before Liz, I believe. We desperately want to know what he's been doing for 20 years. Yeah, especially working around all the models and stuff. Yeah. That's probably not so good. We differ. You and I differ on this one. We differ on Chovy and Yara, I think, a bit. I, I'm i thinking I'm all right with her staying. Well, I'm with him on what's the motivation for it. I don't think it matters. I think Well, I think it does. Because if mom is trying to be a steady influence to separate them, then her staying there alone with mom is not a good idea. But what's he going to do? Because Keep... mom will be in her ear the whole time, influencing her to separate from Jovi. Well, so you've got to get past this point. Then let the temptation happen, and let's get through it. I think by controlling her and forbidding it, I forget exactly exactly how they put it but he made it clear that under what i think that the house he said something about it was a horrible idea and he put a stop to it something similar to that Mm -hmm. and his friend telling yara that she needs to go home with jovi yeah he needed to stay out of it i fully expected yara to go spider monkey on this guy yeah he should have kept his mouth shut this he, he he bothered me I could tell he probably bothered you a bit, even though you probably agreed and maybe would have said the same thing. It surely is not his place to do that. It is not. He should have kept his mouth shut. Nanya, it's none of your business. I didn't even like him sitting in the passenger seat. Yeah, as soon as the camera pulled back and showed him sitting there, I knew he was about to open his mouth. And I was like, don't do it, buddy. Bite your tongue. I love that that, um, Joby can't pronounce the German city. Oh, that's funny. Kirschen is how you'd say that. The end. Neither of them. I don't know if they're supposed to be insulted by just them butchering everything. I think the two of them are so narcissistic yes. and self-centered that I don't think it even matters. That it's just funny to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that if Yara's going to do this... I think you. I think you. You let her. And if she if she flies away, what well, do you keep her in a cage? If she flies away and comes and doesn't come back, she was never yours. I may mean, get it. This is your child, but I think it's going to be worse for them if he forces her to come back. It would be different if there wasn't a kid involved. But... I get it. Because it's also well. I mean, what do you mean? It's fine. Oh, it's that was going to be personal then. But I think... Well, I was going to say it's also keeping the grandkid away from his mom, but she's been away from her mom too, so... Yeah, and I think that's a lot of it. So I almost see where Yara's mom's coming from, yeah, but, and she's, but she's jaded. she's setting it up in the wrong context. She most certainly is. They should be upfront about it and right. say to Jovi, I haven't seen her in years. I haven't seen the grandchild. I would like to spend some more time with them. They yeah. they should come out with it. Right. 
And if that's the mom's goal and she's trying to come up with reasons to convince her daughter to stay, then she should just come out with the truth. I I agree. If that's not the case, then she's a very bad influence because she is trying to drive a wedge between them. I agree that Yara is trying to find reasons to stay, whatever they are. I I don't know what, but you can see it. Right. I think it was almost too much. Um, I got in the middle, I think in the middle of joy watching the episode, Uh I got some text. I got a message from her Mm -hmm. mentioning how much Yara mentioned the word help. And mm-hmm. so if you mention it that much, if you mention it that often that you're trying to help. You're probably not actually you, helping. You may not. You found like a catchphrase mm-hmm. and you're just trying to use it and use it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure that – I don't think that it's not that she doesn't want to help. But I do think that it is a convenient – A crutch. Yeah, I think it's convenient for everybody. Because what's she going to do in the States? You, if – if Jovi's going to be gone, there's no reason really that she couldn't stay there a little, little longer. I think it's the dishonesty about the reason that mm-hmm. is the hang-up. Yeah. And Jovi's – well, for me, Jovi's like, well, we could help now. What are you doing? But you know Jovi's not going to be a part of that. She's got He's got his drinking buddy there. Mm-hmm. That gets in the way. He said um, – yeah, it was about her staying. He said, no way that's going to happen. And when he said that, it was – it just seemed controlling. It did. And I didn't, I didn't like it. It made me the not – The tone of it was – Yes. Because this needs to be a conversation they have in private. Yeah, not two seats apart. Old, yeah. Old – Jovi's boyfriend there needs to go sit in the back seat mm-hmm. and let the two of them there. And no foot stomp and drawing hard lines in the sand. They mm. need to have – a conversation. His buddy's just like him. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. He's going to agree with whatever Jovi says anyway. Right. He's not one of those that's going to tell him something. He's not going to end up like Renee. Chopped up. Then in he the, wouldn't have anybody go to the strip club with cho- later. Right. Chopped up in the Rhine River or something like that. They are going to, it's a resort area is where they're going in Germany. So it's not, I don't think it's too difficult, too hard, but friend needs to butt out that's all for me Bilal I don't know what did you uh, Uterus your thoughts on her um if she's about to tell her to get pregnant secretly that's messed up she didn't say she would say it she did say that that was bad she did come out and say we talked about that I'm gonna come back and tell her that this is really a based on what he just said that's what she said it's a horrible thing to think it's even a worse thing to say on TV, and if she would even say that to her or suggest it, you should be kicked out of the friend category. Yeah. You cannot support in any way. Tricking your yeah, spouse into a lifelong commitment. It, it can't. <laughs> it tells me, and I, we, we don't and know. And that would be a childish thing to do. We don't know Utris or, or anything about her or her relationships, or but she, to me... This is completely stereotypical. I'm going to stereotype her as a person right now. Single, no kids. Yeah. Would you? No would that surprise you if she was single with no kids? No. 
it would surprise you if she was in a relationship and had children. Yes. Yeah. It would me too because that is not – this would be the advice of a single person with no attachments. Uh-huh. Completely about you. Right. You get what you want. Yeah, that's important. By any means. The big news of all of this was the bit about the studio. Yeah. He is definitely backtracking because he already sent her to look at buildings. So there's no way that a building wasn't part of the conversation. Mm. He's that's some crap. He's full of himself. Yeah. Yeah, he really did backtrack on that. Yeah. I never said it would be a physical thing. He told her she had to get credit before she could sign a lease on a building. Yeah, he's just kicking the can down the road. Yes. I get just it. Just like with the having a baby. Right. Someday. <laughs> That's everything someday. Mm-hmm. I think really Utrus was trying to encourage um, encourage her to, I don't know, manipulate him, to steer him in certain yeah. directions, make him uncomfortable. All the things she said could probably work. Right. Yeah, I understood what she was saying about making him uncomfortable. It's about not letting him uh, just kind of say his thing and she just sucks it up and goes along. Not making it easy for him to get his way. You're playing this game. It's called a and game. That's not a, that's not a game. What he's doing is a game. Yes, we're playing on and you and he's playing the field. He's chalking the field is mm-hmm. what he's doing, and you're playing it his way. He makes the rules. Yeah. He has the field, and you said it last week. You knew that you knew what happened after the dinner. What did you, yes. you remember? What you said? I said. They're going to go straight home, and he's not going to say a word to her. She's going to get the silent treatment because this is all her fault. Mm-hmm. Just like the last time with the ex-wife. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what she said happened. And I said, see, that's exactly what I said he would do. These two do a lot of not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. How do you a not? Lot. How do you not talk at this point? You've not talked about the trip to the doctor. And... <laughs> Yeah. Let's just assume what would be an appropriate time that you would let that cook before you would talk about it. If this was us. Right. Maybe you'd be quiet on the trip home and have a conversation when you got there. But if it were me, it would be immediate. It would be go, let's go have a coffee, have a dinner, and let's talk about this. this. Right. That's that's a that's a today conversation. This hasn't this has been let's just call it two weeks since that. And, and I'm going to think it's been more than two mm-hmm. weeks. But this is way past the time. So they don't talk about the studio. They don't talk about the yoga stuff. They don't talk about the doctor visit. They don't talk I don't know what they do talk about. It's cause he won't talk he, about it. Mm, you you're and, you're right. And he controls the situation by giving her the silent treatment if she brings any of it up. That's uncomfortable. So she spends her time maneuvering his, I guess, tantrums. Feet. Right. So he's like a kid. Yep. He's like a three year old. And you're trying to control 
his anger. The outburst. And instead of being firm and, and fixing him. You give in. You give in. This is like the sermon we had in church today. <laughs> right. That's the what Bible happens. Study. You give in. And this is what happens. You just per- perpetuate more of this behavior. Of the same behavior. And you see what happens when he comes across somebody who's firm with him. Uh-huh. He demands what from her? Wants to start it all off with an apology. Oh, yes. I oh am my gosh. ready for her to but apologize. But his apology is very specific. It's not an actual apology. It's uh, if this offended you. Yeah, yeah, that's then not I'm so- It's a non-apology apology. Yeah, it's not. I'm sorry that you were offended by uh-huh. what I said. Which is really more of an insult on you than it uh-huh. is. I'm no so glad I said it is what that means. No one else would have been offended by this. So I am sorry that you're in a place where this offends you. Because that's not even saying I'm sorry that I hurt you. Which is a minimal apology. Right? That's, that's an acceptable apology. I guess it depends on what it is. It depends on the circumstances. I'm sorry I've said this anti-Semitic thing. I'm sorry I heard you. And you're offended by it. Yeah, that would not be good. Right. There are lines. Yeah. But under normal circumstances, I'm sorry I hurt you would be sufficient. But he couldn't even say that. It's at least something. I'm sorry you were bothered by what I said. (laughs) Essentially (laughs) what he said. I'm going to use that with you a lot. Because it seems more often than not that I tend to bother you with what I say. Yeah, you do do that. (laughs) So... We, I talked about that, our last little thing with Holden today. It was about getting the Christmas stuff down. Oh, it's more about, you know, tone and stuff. Right. I just said I wanted to, I was watching the Lions game. And so I'd get the stuff down while I was watching the Lions game. On my time, that's what that was. It's very cryptic to everybody that's here. But it was, we hadn't talked about that. Yeah. It's just that you come back with sarcasm, which I really <laughs> well, am offended by. Well, here's – I mean, we won't get too deep into this. But you said, hey, do you want me to do this so you can do this? And I was like, no, I'm good. And then you reminded me like, hey, this has to happen. I'm like, I know. And my answer was still the same. And so then it started. <laughs> and then no, I would take care started. of it. started. Oh, it started. You were just a little rude. So I'm like, okay, well, you take some time to relax, maybe. I am sorry that you were offended Uh, by my tone. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. So there it works. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. I feel bad that she has to spend her time managing. managing his tantrums. And not what it is, is it's it's a sideline, right? It's a distraction. Her having to manage his tantrum sidelines her from focusing on the actual issue. And mm-hmm. that's what he's trying to do. That's his objective. Well, um, Utris says, and it was right at the beginning, she says, does he treat you like this normally? Uh-huh. And were Why, you, yes. In fact, he does. Were you watching at that time? When no. That, so she did the same did thing. she look down? Yeah, she stopped mm-hmm. and she cowered. Looked down and then admitted to it being the case. She looked away. He deflects. So that's when she got off on the silent treatment and everything. So <clears throat> what Utrus is saying, if you have to already maneuver and manipulate him, why not 
do a little better job of steering him in the direction you need to go. Mm-hmm. That's her position. I get it. <clears throat> I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Either way, that you have to maneuver anybody or manage anybody in a relationship seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it's messed up, but that's how he has set things up, unfortunately. Yeah. He said he's always wanted more children. Is that this was a new? complete falsehood. Nothing that we've seen from him. He's never said no. that before. No, that was out of left field. He steered I, this. I nearly burst out laughing when he said that. That was such an untruth. I, I'm just trying to think. His explanation was still about them and kids, and it wasn't kids in general. I'm just thinking back to all the body languages, the scenes that we've seen of him. He acts like he's allergic to having more children. He does, and and I don't think you would be like that if it was just the two of you having kids, you know? Uh-huh. This got to be about kids. Uh-huh. He's thinking how old they are. And to be honest, they don't live with him. Right. So he really, and it allows He's him off. to live almost a bachelor life with no messes, right. and everything I, honestly, in order. I think that's what it's about I do. with him. Because he keeps bringing it up to her. Well, this nice hotel we're staying in well this nice trip well this weekend getaway wouldn't be possible so i think he's at that stage of life those days are over he doesn't want to go back to being tied down by a kid a full night's sleep yeah those things those don't happen anymore Mm -hmm. so i think you're right we all see it so for him saying he want he's all right with kids you think it was just to get out of baloney get out of that conversation that was a straight out falsehood he couldn't have looked forward to having that thing with Utrus. And if she goes back and repeats those words that he said to her, and to Shida, she'll laugh. She'll be like, that's absurd. Mm. He says, before they went down there, that he's always nice, is what he said. Baloney. I think he thinks he's putting on a face of being nice. You know, like he puts a suit on, uh-huh. so this is my nice suit. Uh-huh. It's his personality. And so for him, it's like that. This is how a nice person, how he thinks a nice person should act. Uh-huh. It's Be- a persona, but yes. not actually who it's he not is. not actually who he is. We get to see completely who Becky is this week. We do indeed. Becky gets and physical. She starts shoving. How about that? That was something else. She's snapped it seemed really odd i was impressed that andre didn't react physically because some people it's a knee-jerk reaction you touch me i get you harder and he used to be a bouncer so yeah. i think that so would i be was surprised that he he didn't respond that way grabbing a wrist you would expect him to like grab an arm or a wrist and control her uh-huh but he didn't he didn't i was impressed he had some self-restraint. Yeah, I think I think you're right. For him, I, I think that's a big deal. I think that situation would have gone completely different. Yep. He, although he doesn't waste any time in verbally jousting with them no. and putting them. But you'd expect that. Sure, he said he made six figures, seven fifty, seven hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. I don't know if that. Trying to figure if that seven fifty is what he made in sales or if or that's what in he sold. There was a little 
we probably wanted to go back and watch the whole exchange about whatever yeah, vehicle. It was really hard to understand what was happening. You read because it there one were so way. many beeps. You re- there was a lot of beeps. And so it was hard to get what was actually being said because there were so many beeps. We re- I think there were three people talking at once and all of them were swearing. And I wasn't looking at the screen, so I was just hearing the odd words in between. And what I gathered was that the car is a company car that is like a reward that goes to the top seller. That was the impression I got. I don't know if it was something specifically that was said or just an implication, but that was kind of what I got out of it. And that he was saying that he got the car, stole it from her because he sold more than she Okay. I think I see where you're going. That's possible. Like he's the top salesperson, so he gets the vehicle. Right. I read it initially as it was like a company vehicle of Chuck's. And he was beginning to run the business, and he was about to yank it from her because the company for whatever for the company. But I like your scenario better. It seems like it makes more sense. Uh huh. Like he's the top earner, right? And that's a reward, right? And he's about to take it from her, yes, because he made seven fifty. Yes, I mean, that was the impression. I that got. makes more sense, I think. But than it anything. really was hard to tell anything because of all the beeping and cussing happening. Yeah. And everybody yelling at once. Becky jumps up and snaps. Yeah, she's got issues. They have problems with him in general. Yeah. And he makes it no easier for them. You know, they're right on him about him even being there. Why are you even here? Yeah. They start. They're so confrontational. They start start. from such a negative place. right out of the gate. Looking for a fight. In that scenario... They could even try to have a small, positive interaction. And the thing is, he's, they know he's a volatile person. It's one of the things they fault him for. So why then would they constantly try to provoke him? They're just poking the bear all the time. Every time they see him, they're poking the bear. They've done it from the beginning. And they know that they're they're a troubled family. Uh-huh. Becky said, do you know how much counseling that we need? Right. And it's a lot. I think that we know because we've seen the mid-season trailer is that they put them all in one room. These people are not ready for that yet. This is like group counseling. Yes. I think they need to separate all of them into about five teams. Yeah. I think they should work on, on single relationships with each other first. Without trying to mix them all together. Uh, like, you know, Chuck and Andre. Andre well, That's and the home run. Right, but I mean, just pair them you off one hit, at a time and work on single relationships. You can't hit a grand slam if there's nobody on base. There's nothing happening there. I think they need to take each one of them aside. Give them a counselor. And the counselor will decide if they're even, if they're even eligible to be in a group setting. <laughs> Because none of them are. Yeah, they should really, none of them. you know, learn how to communicate first. This is they, going they to sound the, 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 the cast member from that family who is who, – who would you say would be the closest to sane in that group? Uh, Libby. I agree completely. Look at that. Yes. 
she seems to have her head on straight. I think we said that kind of from the start. Maybe right. motherhood has done something good for her. Uh-huh. And maybe her music career. <laughs> Singing no. lullabies. Right. That's it. I The rest of them are – I would beep out what I would say. They're just nuts. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Andre included. Yeah. Chuck included. Mm-hmm. Pam. He's a hot mess. All of oh, them. She's All terrible. of them. I agree with Andre, though, something he said. That's amazing. Time, That's scary. That everything starts with Pam. I think she yeah. is, and we talked about this before, I think she is the source for the crazy in this family. Right, because you see how Jen and Becky, at some point, were, we're not even going to be in the same zip code with Charlie. Right, till he gets help for his drinking. Yeah, that it, they're staying out of it. And one sit down with Pam. Yep. And, and she gets everybody back. Complete backpack. It could be guilt. It could be whatever. Yeah. It lets you know that Pam is pulling the, pulp, the mm-hmm. strings. And and look, I mean, you're right. Andre sees it. Yeah. And calls Becky Pam. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what made Becky jump up and start wailing on him. I mean, that's physical. You you can't do that. So they're not happy. They're thinking they're separating from the family. Uh huh. Would be a wise choice. Yes. Extremely. Uh, definitely. You should. They should move away. Run for the hills. But they can't because they Andre distance. Andre needs Chuck. Till he can start his own. I think he still always needs Chuck. You know, Chuck's probably his only friend. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, they say she's they're they're walling themselves in. It's a smart move. I think for them, it's you know Becky just can't accept it's the whole baby announcement. You yeah. didn't tell us first that everybody they make this all about them. Right. Your baby announcement needs How to be did that about really me. Really affect you. How? None. You're huh. you're offended. <laughs> You'd be offended anyway. What would their reaction have been if Andre called and told them? They wouldn't want to hear it from him, would they? No, no, that's no good. And the reaction probably would have been not happy for her. It probably would have been you having another kid with yeah. this moron. Right. You probably just doing it to be on TV. <laughs> two under two. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> I think she's older. Ellie's older than two. But still, two under three, trying to get a spinoff. Can we be on it? <laughs> that would be how it would go. You know, it's not what that wasn't a part of the plan. Mm-hmm. God, those band- Could you imagine having to sit and know that your family's that nuts and that it's on TV and that. That's crazy. Becky backs off and, and apologizes quickly about weird. the physical thing. I wonder if production didn't get Said to them. Probably. Because they had the Andre and and Charlie incident. Uh-huh. You just wonder if part of the guidelines would be that nobody gets physical. Well, she she touched him more than once. If she went hard at what would even make her do that? What's her thought? She's not going to hurt him. Uh-huh. She's not hitting him. She's that, being a bully. Which means that's her nature. Yeah. I wonder how volatile her own marriage must be. 
because of the way she blows well, up. Well, we saw it. So we saw on the RV trip during that season where they had their little their little thing. And um, remember, he he one time once stood up for Andre. I think it was about the parking. Remember when they were looking for parking in downtown D.C.? Yes, uh-huh. And nobody had coordinated anything. And Andre's driving through the streets of D.C. And it was so narrow. And he was maneuvering that big thing. Yeah, I think that's what it was about. And everybody was, they were kind of getting on him. And we've been in the streets of D.C. Yeah. You're just not finding a place to stick an RV. No. At the Capitol building. No. It's not happening. <laughs> They've left a spot for you. You'd have to go park where one of the vendor, you know, one of the... the Buses, the charter buses. Or where the, the um, I'm trying to think of the little... um meat trucks the food trucks where they park oh yeah maybe you go park there but they probably rope that stuff off but you're not finding a spot so and you haven't seen him say anything positive since then no he was you know when after the fight they didn't speak highly of andre but after the fight out on the um at the barbecue. At the barbecue, they were, you know, they were talking a lot of crap about Charlie. If you went back and looked mm-hmm. at it, you'd say there's no way oh, these two were. are ever around Charlie ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. And then the se- the season starts and Becky says the same thing and then Pam gets them right on board. Right. And here they go. And I understand why, you know, Andre got his back up about that. That was complete turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we shall see. Is she essentially abandoned them? I look forward <laughs> to. Ship. I mean, group therapy. We know what it's going to be. It's going to be everybody yelling. Zoo. Yeah, it's going to be hard to watch. Um, you have to do more than just listen. Chuck is going to cry. He's going to sit in a corner and cry. <laughs> right. I mean, we're not trying to make fun of him. I'm no, but he will. I'm looking at, at looking forward to. I guess the hope. From the previews, that Jenny's daughter gets to sit in a room with Summit's mom. Yes. Oh my gosh. I said, I. It's, not it's about time that somebody was around to defend Jenny. Her mom's not even going to listen, though. She's going to get her words in and then it'll be over. But you're not impacting his mother. No, and I don't think they're going to get in front of him either because. I don't think she'd even be in front of Summit right now. You're not getting granted an audience. I mean, she didn't even come to meet him for dinner or whatever, remember? She didn't show up. That If that happened, it would have made the season, the mid-season trailer, mm-hmm. you know? It for sure. Because that would have been huge. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't trust that anything is coming from that. No. We will have a full slate of shows. I think... Love After Lockup this week was very entertaining. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, um, well, I guess as fun as it can be. That is a hot mess. We do talk about in our reality roundup, we talk about Sister Wives, which I think our take on Sister Wives is a little different than everybody else's. A little bit. Everyone else seems to, I don't know, worship Christine this season. But we we have watched more than... 
uh, a season or two of Sister Wives. Yes, I watched so, it from the beginning. So we kind of have some history yep. of all of these relationships. And know that not everybody is innocent as they are trying to make themselves out to be. Right. Um, we also do Little People, Big World. We do The Single Life. And we think The Single Life is going to be replaced by uh, Lauren and Lexi and David and Annie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to go to TLC like um, Single Life did. Mm. This is the first time that Single Life went straight to TLC. Right. So we do that and we do inside scoops for Real Housewives and 90 Day. We split those up into two different shows and we do a Real Housewives show that um, that mid is midweek. I wonder if they're going to do Salt Lake this, this week because of Thanksgiving. Um, it's on my uh, TV time list. No. So I guess so. It's Wednesday and so... We will see when um, when that comes out. If you have um, any questions or comments, um, shoot us an email, coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. Rate and review us, all that stuff that you'll hear on the tagline that follows. Have a good Thanksgiving. We are going to have a small gathering at our place. <laughs> We have more food than we planned on. Can we invite people around? Or this is not an invite for DFW people. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, you know, COVID protocols. Yeah. What it does for us is we do on Thursday is Thanksgiving. Whatever's left, Friday late morning is around 2 for us with fry up. Yeah. It becomes a brunch. It is literally a mashed potato-based in a frying pan. Cornucopia of all leftovers. And it, it turns into a breakfast of, of champions. Add a lot of butter and a lot of cheese. And you put everything that's left over other than cranberries. No cranberries yeah. are allowed in there. In it. Everything else or near it. Everything else goes in a frying pan and it becomes breakfast. It's delicious. Try it. It's not good for you. So. No. Other than that, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Thank you for listening. You can listen to additional episodes by subscribing to our Coupled with Chaos channel on Apple, by subscribing to our Patreon, or by subscribing to our Supercast for $3.99 a month, where you can hear us talk about reality shows, real life, and more on our podcasts, covering shows airing on TLC, A&E, Bravo, and the WE Network. Just follow the instructions in the show notes, tell your friends about this podcast, and rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. Follow us at Coupled with Chaos on all the socials or contact us directly by email at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com.